This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 48, Tech Paths, Part 3. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. I'm just so happy you're doing these little intros. Now you're a part of the intro. You're getting incorporated into the intro. Well, I heard it last week, and it actually it sounded sounds all a lot right. better it's because it doesn't sound as like just monotone, like... just like kind of one note. Oh, is that a is that a dig? Well, yeah, no. I'm glad that I'm doing the episode titling from now on. Oh, uh, is that the official announcement out of Hunter Donaldson? He right, is now yeah, the so, episode title so boy. Now I do the. He's episode. the titleman. I am the episode titleman. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just kind of nail it, you know, and it also sounds like in the intro, we're having a conversation now, mm, like you're imagining mm, us both right. in the same space. The conversation has already starts. started and, and, and then the show starts and we don't, we're not awkward anymore at right. the start of the show because right. we've already started the conversation. Right, right, right. It's never awkward. Clearly never we've been. discussed the title of the episode. Of course. And we've never been awkward on the show never. anyways. Never, ever, ever, ever. ever. I want to I want to talk about something uh, really quick. Uh, we're actually recording this. But, but like by the time you hear this, we'll have already done this. But we are about to go do yeah. a live comedy show. <gasps> uh, me and Matt um, and what? a bunch of other people. You're uh, the comedian. Yeah. Well, Matt is too. Uh, and I want you all no. to know that uh, it's the way the show works is essentially um, a comedian. This time, me. Uh, they write a script for a TV show they've never seen. It's a show called Spec Script. Uh, the show that we got was The Lone Ranger. Uh, so me and my uh, partner, another comedian named Kyle George, wrote a show or wrote uh, the script. And um, because Matt was so good at an Australian accent in the good. Mintak that's episode, a funny word. Good. It was good. It was no. really good. Um, because it was good in big air quotes, uh, I wrote him this ridiculous uh, Australian character who's actually sort of the bad guy, but they're sort of not a bad guy. Um and it's gonna be really fun, and I'm excited to yeah. to do that later today. And if some someday you, it's also a podcast, so someday you guys will yeah, hear that. we'll, I just we'll don't plug know it when it eventually comes out, uh, or Hunter will plug it, and I will cower in the shadows. Right, um, right. So we, yeah, well, so let's start there. Do you think you're gonna bomb tonight? Yes, you think you're gonna, absolutely. Yeah, you I think, think it's gonna... I think you've written something with a bunch of Australian uh, racist jokes, and yeah, right. People are not going to be into it. And I'm going to be the I'm going to be the figurehead of of this terrible decision (laughs) you've made. Yeah. Well, I know that it's okay to dig on Australia. Sure, sure. But between between you and Kyle as the co-writers, it's kind of like, okay, well, who wrote the Australian joke? I don't know, but Matt's the one who did it. Right. So exactly, he gets the fury. Exactly. In fact, none of the character, none of the characters that me or Kyle play do any of the racy jokes really at all. It's pretty much just you. Um, and maybe one other person that has to do all of the jokes that a Portland audience might reject outright. Yeah. Um, Thank but, you. But we'll Thank see. For that. And yeah. And it, First I mean, time on stage, 35% chance I just get booed right off. Right. No, they definitely, they they definitely won't boo. boo. They'll just, uh, they'll just they'll blog sit. about it. Yeah, they'll blog and you'll there'll be an article in the Willamette Week about, <laughs> you know, last night at Kelly's <laughs> Olympian, a podcaster. Yeah. Super nationalist night of comedy last night at Kelly's Olympian. 
so terrifying. Mm-hmm. Well, let's let's stop talking about how scared I am about all of this, and let's talk about how scared I am to finish Tech Pass. Why are you scared, dude? Part three is nah, always the best. Part three is always the best. Part three, uh, <laughs> Return of the Jedi yeah. had the e- the yeah. Ewoks in it. The, the Star Wars those. movie that'll never get made. The new third, the new part Episode three. Episode nine, right? It's not just gonna like happen. not going to happen. That's not really a third, but that's fine. It's a third. It's a ninth. It's a third. It It will have things in common with other ninths in other (laughs) franchise films, like in Star Trek. Yeah. What was the ninth Star Trek movie? You got me. Um, The Wrath of Nan. No, it's one of the Next Generation ones is what it would have to be. Sure. The Wrath of Nan. You're going to be just dead wrong about this, and we're going to get eroded. No, no, no. People are going to be like, J.J. Abrams is actually the ninth. All right. Well, no. Let's do it. Let's real quick. So, <laughs> Go for so it. Motion, I'm not. I'm not here picture, with you. Motion picture. Wrath of Khan. Search for Spock. Um. Uh. The voyage home. No. You're being judged. You're being judged right now. There's some people that have this on the back of their hands. There's the one where they go to San Francisco. And <laughs> I'm serious. There's that one. And I think that one's next. And then there's Final Frontier. And then sit down. Here we go. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Here we go. Original series films, motion picture, Wrath of Khan, Search for Spock, Voyage, Voyage Home. Home. I knew it. Final, Final Frontier, Frontier, Undiscovered okay, Country. Okay, Undiscovered Country. I always forget. Generations, First Contact, Insurrection, Nemesis, Star Trek Into Darkness Beyond. So okay, one, so two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Insurrection. Insurrection. I told you it was a next generation one. Great. Congratulations, Hunter Donaldson, on your success in knowing about Star Trek movies and. So the this is the real them. search for Spock of, uh, <laughs> because the tech paths died in, in part two. And now we've got, now we've got to find him. And it's directed by Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> this is our homage. This is our tribute ep- episode to Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, this one goes out to Bilbo Baggins, did, the did, bravest little <laughs> hobbit of them all. Yeah, and that's certainly when you say that, that's his legacy. That's right his there. legacy, and that's yeah. A lot of people are going to agree that that's what Leonard Nimoy was all about. <laughs> was just that Bilbo song; he could never live down. <laughs> all right, let's dig into some. We got six factions left, buddy. Yeah. All right, let's uh, do them. They're not my faves. To yeah, do. not my favorites to talk about, but there and there's a lot to say with all of them. Uh, in in previous episodes, in our little outlines, it was usually like there's one path, and that makes sense, and then right. we'll do one that's kind of fun. Uh, this episode, it's more like, uh, here's kind of a path, and then I guess this one is maybe something else you could do, and just none of them are good. I'll say Great. this, we haven't gotten like a lot of errata in general on the tech path stuff. Got a um, decent amount. I mean, we've gotten some, <laughs> sure, but sure, like, sure. not like, we haven't had that feeling of being like dead wrong. Right, you're, I see what you're saying. And yeah. all of those people the out there. The true sense of errata. Yeah. Get, you know, call, you know, your stenographer in the corner yeah, right yeah. now. Give him or her a very stern look and be like, are you writing all this down? Because get, we're going to get them today. We're, <laughs> we're going to get them today. Taking them to court. <laughs> because there are a couple of these. I'm looking at the outline right here. And there's a yeah. couple things that even now I'm like, well, when we get there, I'm going to be like, well, all right. Like we're doing embers today. Yeah. You know? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> but we do. We. It's not. It's not all horrible. No. Let's, when we let's have one, start. We have a fun one to start with. Let's start with Nalu Collective yeah. because Nalu Collective, I think we can comfortably talk about. Yeah. Um. Let's remember that our optimal tech paths are trying to achieve tech objectives: two in two colors, mm-hmm. three upgrades. Right. Uh, sometimes the secret objectives: faction tech right. or uh, four in one color. Those are like sort of optional brackets. We kind of throw those in if it's like if. If it's worth it, as if it's, far it's as, a uh, if it's a faction that like doesn't mind 
overdoing it on tech. We're I guess. trying to hit this like overlap of fulfilling the objectives, but also having like that tech adding up to a strategy, yeah. something that's viable. Let's reiterate this point really is what it comes down to is we, we wanted to talk about optimal tech paths and the state of an optimal tech path changes every single game. Right. And right. that's the, that's the difficulty of doing this is some games two and two colors doesn't come out and you either worked on it for nothing or you got away with not going for it. And right. it's kind of, that's why this is hard to, to like say solidly that you're going to do anything. Right? Right, right. There are good techs and we want you to get those. And that's what these tech paths mostly revolve around. Right. It's and, really and like, usually we're not trying to do things that are stupid that make it to where you can't ever get the objectives. Yeah. Like we want things that are close to the objectives. Right. And really there is no harder fast rule. I think we've kind of already made this caveat yeah. in doing this, but like, you know, there's no, there are no build orders in right. Twilight Imperium. Like the games are too different yep. wildly uh, from game to game. But we do feel like with a lot of these tech paths that we're recommending, it's like you're going to fulfill those goals right. that we're laying out and also have a pretty viable right. strategy. And there's multiple ones where we're kind of like, we say get this, I don't know, sixth, but you could get it third if it came up and was important, right? right? There's multiple times where it's like the tech path is still rearrangeable even within the exact tech we're recommending god can you feel our lack we're of so afraid for we're so afraid that we're gonna <laughs> all right no no no. All let's right. do nalu because i actually am yeah, confident yeah, yeah. Let's, in nalu. let's get that out of the way uh nalu collective uh is what's funny about nalu is we're really calling them uh a green either or blue or yellow yeah it's either green or blue or green blue it's green, definitely yellow. green yeah it's green blue or it's green yellow so let's let's start with we're getting anti-mass first right we're getting we hybrid. Start with, well, 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 we yeah, we start with Neural and Sarween. Yellow, green. Yeah. Uh, and we get Anti-Mass blue first. So now we have green, yellow, blue. We get the blue out of the way first because Hybrid Crystal Fighter 2 is a ridiculously Wonderful good tech. racial Wonderful tech, tech that you them. should want and right. you should always get. Right. Uh, we have in the past made the case for going Neuroglave very, very, very fast, like rushing for it and mm -hmm. ignoring Hybrid Crystal Fighter 2. I think there's validity in that, but I think we wanted to... Uh, mostly talk about Hybrid Crystal Fighter 2 first because it's probably more likely that you're going to want that. Also, I think you need that viability. Like, it's cool that Nalu can retreat easily yep. um, from fights and it makes Nalu feel like very, you know, difficult to kind of get a hold of. Right. But I feel like Hybrid Crystal Fighter 2 helps you in the early game, like, to stay, um, like, like combat ready. It helps you, know? you solidify your pie slice. You like, don't want to just run away. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I'll, I'll say, and we try to limit how much we talk about tech skips in this discussion because it's like, well, you can play that game all day. Right. You can play the like, oh, I have two red tech skips. Well, yeah. Okay, great. You can do whatever you want when you have two and like a million tech skips, whatever. But it's worth noting if you get a green tech skip, going Neuroglyph first has a little bit of extra by I agree. ability. I agree. Regardless, we're going to right now say Anti-Mass and then Hybrid Crystal Fighter 2. Then we're doing a nosedive into green tech. Right. Because Neuroglave is an amazing technology that should not be ignored. And uh, we're going to kind of go beyond the calls of what we need for objectives to get it. Because mm -hmm. we're going to go Dax of Animators, green, into Hypermetabolism, green, into Neuroglave, green. Both Hyper and Neuroglave kind of have that same element of like the neural motivator factor of yeah. like the earlier you, you get, need it, to get the it, the more effective it's right. going to be. Right. Now, I think 
there have in the past been too much of a tendency to rush for Neuroglade. Agreed. Like it's going to make well, your here's, whole strategy. Here's why Hybrid Crystal Fighter 2 first works better, because if you get Hybrid Crystal Fighter 2 right away, you're setting up for Neuroglave the entire time you're working on getting it. And right. then people haven't been paying attention. Like, you don't have Neuroglave for the first few rounds of the game, and everyone's mm -hmm. like, well, it's okay to... Like, I'm not that afraid of Nalu. They're going right. to get it eventually. Right. But then by the time you have it, they look over at your pie slice, and it's like, oh, crap. There are fighters everywhere, mm -hmm. like in every single hex. This is what Michael did in our game the other day. It's like, I looked over at his pie slice, and it's just like, I can't go anywhere. I can't mm -hmm. get to... I couldn't even get to other neighbors. Like, I couldn't jump across the map and go attack Arborek because there were too many Nalu fighters in the way. And obviously, a uh, green skip kind of makes a world of difference there. Right. Being able to skip Daxiv straight to Skipping Hyper Skipping Daxiv is helpful because you be as Nalu, you don't need it. But regardless, we get to Neuroglave. Then it's time to finish out the tech objectives with... Right now, we only have one blue, one yellow, and four green. So right. this is where... So this, we need Grav Drive we, really bad. We need Grav Drive really bad. Uh, so we get... I, I think you get Infantry 2 first. I think it's it's but it depends on what you need point. infantry if you're two just trying to finish yeah. out like yeah yeah infantry two gravity drive and carrier two finishes out now here's where we're talking about the green blue versus green yellow because you could after infantry two instead of gravity drive and carrier two let's say you have a production capacity problem mm -hmm. um or 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 maybe not even a problem but it's like a, I had lots of opportunities to get good space docks out there and I want to make them even better because I'm trying to build a ton of fighters right I want to have a, as many fighters as possible and right. upgrading my space dock is going to help so instead of carrying more fighters on better carriers you build more fighters out of better space docks and so to do that after infantry 2 you go graviton and then space dock 2 I see what you're saying yeah 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 so it, it really is an either-or there, where the paths between the two of them are the exact same thing up to Infantry 2. Mm -hmm. Anti-Mass, Hybrid Crystal Fighter 2, Dax of Hyper, Neuroglave, Infantry 2. Now we have two upgrades, and one in two colors, and four in one color. Right. So to, to close things out, do you want to carry more fighters, or you want to build more fighters? Right. Right. You tell me, you go with it. We're late enough in the game where you can just kind of assess that for yourself, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty confident in both of these. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I feel like there's gonna be games where you're gonna be in the middle of that neuroglave rush, and actually, the right play is the more conservative play is to throw grab grab drive into the mix. Yeah. Um, on your way there, I think that is something that's gonna happen sometimes. Sure. Um, and I think it's key to recognize it if you're losing too much ground. Yeah. Um, if you need to like kind of you have you're all spread out you're trying to gum up the works right, or whatever right. but it hasn't uh worked out really you've you suffered too many losses yeah getting something like grab drive is going to help you like kind of coalesce back into like one functional because yeah. here's, here's what what i don't love about gravity drive my first thought is always but i, I i'm mostly wanting to build a bunch of fighters and yeah. gravity drive moving one fighter yeah, plus yeah, yeah, one yeah. is not especially useful but that's not how you should think about gravity drive Gravity drive is, I need to get that carrier with all exactly. those fighters, or I need to get that dreadnought with all those fighters. Right. So you're using gravity drive to make the fighter fleets better because the big important ship is coming with them. Yeah. Um, and, and that's kind of why I like the gravity drive carrier too, the, the blue-green method more. Yeah. But I just have def definitely seen games where going the other route is uh, more, more important. Mm -hmm. um, what's interesting to me is we started with a yellow-green, and in either case, like because Hyper Crystal Fighter 2 is so good, we have to get anti-mass right away. Now a blue skip, we get gravity drive and we never even have that problem. Sure. Um, but I, I do think you're always getting the blue. You can't you cannot skip blue and hybrid crystal fighter two no, to get no. other stuff. It is too powerful, it is too it's effective. It's too powerful and you get it too quickly. So yeah, there, it, you're you right can't next really make to an it. argument, yeah. yeah, to like, 
oh, you should skip this very, it just makes you so viable. Right, which is really funny considering like there's a sort of a timing window on that, but you own the two texts that are the biggest timing window texts. Like mm-hmm. you start with Neural and Sarween, which are the ones we always mention of like, you better get that now or it becomes useless later. It's like, right. you already have that. Right. And yet we still want to get Animas right away. And yeah. it's like, it's Animas. Right. Why do I actually care? It's like, well, because get the fighters. Yep. You blue, should have yeah, the fighters. Uh, that's a good point. Blue, a blue skip would kind of make a big difference there. Yeah. Yeah. Getting getting your initial carrier to travel around with a bunch of fighters is a pretty scary fantastic. early, like hype, super early game fleet. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, so let's move on. I think Nalu makes a lot of sense. And we've got another one that I think makes a lot of sense, but is constantly a uh, disputed and argued about faction. Right. I think a lot of people have different ideas of how they want to play the Ghosts of Creus. Yeah, Ghosts of Chris. But I feel like in our initial faction guide our one our uh, first round strategy guide for mm-hmm. ghosts i feel like blue green just settling on that it helped me a lot in every ghost game i played where i went for anything else it didn't it didn't pan out and blue green is what always worked so i, mean, I feel like dimensional splicer was essentially like your siren song yeah it, trying exactly to write that episode for a really long time exactly like it just kept it is a good tech i'm not gonna say it's not a good no, take it's, it's, it's a great tech right and what we'll get into is the problem is that you don't you don't want anywhere to go from there Mm-hmm. dimensional splicer is great but then you get stuck and that's exactly what we talk about when we're talking about optimal tech paths right. it's like you never want to get stuck in your mm-hmm. tech path so let's break down the ghosts path that uh, i originally set out and it's very simple you start with gravity drive one blue you get neural daxiv and infantry two two green and then one upgrade then you get anti-mass and then you get fighter two and carrier two it's Bam, very few tech done. to get. One, yeah. two, three, four, five, six tech, and you qualify for all of those objectives we've been talking about. All three of the, the main public tech objectives. And it's doing a lot of things for you because you're going to have crazy movement. Getting those very sturdy infantry two down helps you lock down important planets that you're nabbing way better. And then like having fighter two where they have movement of two plus one if they start on a wormhole, like mm-hmm. hopefully you've set up a good wormhole pie slice. You can move those things all over the place with carrier twos that also go that far. Right, right. I mean, it is it is a fleet that like really doesn't mess around. What I also like about, I, I like when, I like this path because there's there's a certain amount of things that you kind of have to go for. Like I, I do feel like neural and Dax of, into infantry two is like kind of the most reliable way to start getting there. Yep. But like if you're at like that kind of round four, round five thing, if you toss in just Sarween mm-hmm. into that, then we can get Dreadnought two right. and just be like, you can just a do whatever. Game, right. Like, We're not far from other great tech. Yeah. And and like not to mention that there are things that you have problems with as ghosts that this fixes. Neural is just an important tech right. for any faction that like has weird trouble on the board. And Ghost, I would say, has weird trouble on the board yeah, because they're sure. kind of enemy. They're they're an enemy from the get-go in most games, unless mm-hmm. you just like go all in on your meta game. Right. But I, I, I never found myself having success in that route. Uh and, and the other idea too is like I don't think anti-mass deflectors is uh better in anyone else's hands than ghosts. Right. Because ghosts with all of that extra movement. Like being able to jump through a wormhole and then through an, an asteroid field to get somewhere you just really were never expecting them. Right, like that right. happens way more often with ghosts than anybody right. else. They get in places you just didn't plan right, on. Because they've them got being. the movement right. to do that. So, yeah. yeah. And the less things that are like in your way right. that people can like hide behind. Like mm-hmm. I know I will factor in how many ways that somebody can like actually get to me. 
Um, and a lot of times asteroid fields get to be a factor in yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and because like a lot of people, you don't think about asteroid fields because it's like, well, they're on the other side of the map. But right. ghosts, it's like, I'm always looking for right. every single spot on the map I can go to. So asteroid fields are kind of always a consideration because there's probably two of them out there. And they're somewhere that's accessible to me. It's not like they're just buried in a corner that I'll never go to anyways. Right. There's probably one asteroid field that you need to plan out how you're going to get around. Now, for people that maybe haven't listened to the ghost episode or haven't listened to it in a yep. while, why are you going so hardcore on going straight for Infantry 2? And why are we kind of both in agreement on that? Because otherwise, when you take something, you're you're the enemy, and right. the person's going to take it back. Right. And Infantry 2 is way better. And also, nobody likes... There's no other faction that people like taking the home system more than the Ghost of Kreis. Right, right. For some reason, even though they're a step away from the board and it's like harder to get to their home system than anyone else, I have seen more Ghost home systems get taken than anyone else. And Infantry 2, if they're all reviving and constantly coming back to your home system, you're protected there. Right. Uh, but the other big problem is we need Infantry 2, we need Neural, we need this stuff to protect ourselves because, again, we're the enemy number one. The 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 thing that this is specifically a counterpoint to is what most people want to do with the ghost of Krius, mm -hmm. which is kind of a blue red. Mm -hmm. uh, it all revolves around the fact that dimensional splicer is great. Is a great tech. Here, wait, I want to make one more point before sure, we move sure, sure, on to sure. blue red. Um, I, I, I agree with everything you said about infantry too, but I wanted to throw this out there um, because I felt like it was something we covered in the first round that I just kind of want to re like reflexively go over. Yeah. Essentially the pit that I see so many ghost players fall into is those control objectives come out yeah. and you look at your capabilities yep. and you're like, I can get that. And then when, when they do that they then lose too much in spreading out right. so thin i mean that matt that's clear like that's what that's you what do always happen every time is a control objective yep. will come out either it's a secret that you have or there's one out publicly yep. and then now you make some like crazy play across the board however infantry too what i've always loved about when you get infantry too is that when you make that commitment it's actually a lot more likely that you're going to get to keep that planet right. across the board exactly. yeah, oh yeah you're gonna lose the fleet but you can right. also start playing more like all right, I'm committing this carrier, and that carrier is probably going to die, and that's fine. But if those infantry two get down on the planet, and, and I have Daxiv, right, I might keep that forever. Right, right. Yeah. I I might keep that planet for a long time, and those like you know getting that planet for two rounds pays for the carrier. Exactly. In theory. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to to blue red, which is the by far more controversial. Yeah, but but it seems like the one everybody wants to do. Yeah, well, just because this is where people gave us flack so and yeah. So yeah. so dimensional splicer is fun. Dimensional splicer lets you score a hit if you're in a in a wormhole, which right. is the ghosts. That's kind of your goal. You're right. trying you to assign, be in a wormhole. Right, you assign yeah, the hit, right. so you get to just kill a carrier mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, so in the blue red, let's talk about kind of what you need to end up doing. Let's talk about the most optimal thing that you can probably do. Uh, that you start with gravity drive, you get plasma scoring, then you get dimensional splicer. So now you have two red, one blue. Mm -hmm. Then you get Sarween tools, and then you get anti mass, and then you get dreadnought two, and then you get PDS two, and then I guess for the third upgrade, if it comes up, like you have two red sitting there, so you get you get destroyer two. You could get carrier two here as well. Right. We, we got mean, our second could, blue. Like... Carrier two is probably the better choice. But but here's the big thing with the dimensional splicer play. The reason we get Sarween is because people like to do PDS 
ghosts. They they get they get think it's really cool that you get to fire through wormholes. And if you get right. wormholes in your slice, you're firing. You your PDS get more range than any other PDS in the game, right? Because they fire at everything adjacent, plus possibly one or two more hexes because of wormholes. Mm-hmm. Um, the <laughs> The issue here is after dimensional splicers, you saw me start to get really like kind of muddy and confused about like what really was best to go for first, right? If I get blue, red, red, what do I need to rush to to finish out some objectives? Do I get one blue and a carrier two? Or like if I'm doing this red path and I'm not getting Sarween and PDS two, what use is plasma scoring to me? Not very much at all. Uh, or plasma scoring can be useful with dreadnought too. It just feels like it branches out too quickly, right. it's and too none wide. of them are specific enough. It's that the tree just all of a sudden becomes very, very wide, and nothing feels like a perfect match for what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, because like I mean, if you're gonna go a hardcore like dread route, like why don't we just plop duranium armor in there? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's that's something that well, would and, be helpful. And this also leads into like people say war suns are best with ghost secrets, right. which they are. Right. I agree with that, but. You have to, if you're going to go for one of these routes, you have to forego the idea of tech objectives. And maybe the tech objectives aren't coming out, but I don't think you do this weird red path with tech objectives in mind. Like, if you're trying to do crazy PDS shenanigans, Mm -hmm. here's the pathway I usually see people recommend. And it's something I tried, which is plasma, dimensional splicer, duranium armor, Mm -hmm. sarween, war sun 2... PDS2, or you probably get PDS2 much earlier. Maybe you get Sarween after Plasma, right? You you rearrange right. the order depending on what you're trying to do. Right, right, But you've right. been like plopping down PDSs in interesting spots all game, and then you get your War Sons, and your War Sons are going to potentially move like four with, you know, Grav Drive and all the things that you're... and, and uh, But meanwhile, you had to have slipstream. made it into the late game strong enough to build War Sons. Exactly. And That's how did you do that? Right. What planets were you getting that give you the money for War Sons? right. Almost none. Like it's very hard to if you're not getting infantry too, and if you don't have neural to like help kind of write your checks, then you're you're running out of steam. Like it's war sons are too hard to actually afford to ever incorporate into a strategy. It's, it's crazy to think about though, because like n- now that you just laid it out that way, I'm thinking, well, what if you didn't even like you just use dimensional splicer as a deterrent for mm-hmm. the early and mid game, and, that, and, and it you works just as that down like wormholes everywhere in your slice and you're not even using them to you're not even going through them right you're just just literally maneuver building pds and that's what i that's what i tried and And the problem is if you're playing that defensively what are you doing what are you you doing with your stuff like are you scoring any points are you doing that's the problem with it is it's cool plays you do really cool stuff as these like Mm -hmm. pds war sun ghosts but i don't think you win games I'll, and also, I want to say something against the PDS thing. I don't. I, I've never really liked it too much because it, it requires use of the Creus IFF in well, most cases. Oh well, that's certainly true. Um, but let's say let's ignore that because that's like a more a difficult thing. Let, on the base level, if you have PDS two as ghost, well, you already had to plop down the PDS on Quan or um, Lodor, Lodor yep. which means that it can only go to Quan or empty space yep. that has a wormhole in it. So like people. Are you really? Is it really worth that what is much it getting more? You? Now, Creus IFF does like kind of open up the ball game, but you got to get do weird neighbor shenanigans right. with Creus IFF. And how much right. do you spend making that work for you? And then the third option you have with the PDS is you plop two on your home system and use your flagship, and it just gets a two pre fire or three mm-hmm. pre pre fire with plasma. Mm-hmm. That is great, but again, 
at what point are you doing that? Like, when right. did when did you buy that flagship? How early did you afford it? What is the fl- the fleet that's supporting it? Like, you're just meanwhile it's t- you're running it's really out of, dangerous. I mean, meanwhile, in my opinion, you're running out of uh, command counters. Command counters was yeah. always the problem. With that them, was right? that's always yeah. what ran into my my myself. Like you you need a high influence slice or. You need infantry too, so you can take high influence planets. There's just like a lot of cool potential in it, but it doesn't feel as structurally sound. I right. really feel like infantry two as a backbone for ghosts just works. It just works. It just I worked every time like I did it, it. it. It was like it felt like I was actually accomplishing things, mm-hmm. whereas ghosts with red always felt like I was trying to accomplishing, uh, trying to accomplish things and falling short. Yeah, I always felt like I wasn't quite getting the effect I was going for. It's like a real circle peg into a square hole kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. Yeah. But uh, um, argue with us on that because you will. Yeah, go ahead. Because it's no, no, it's, no. it's there. It's the most tempting to go down red with them. I, here's what it really comes down to, and this is what we established in the first episode: is that blue red is just less efficient. Mm-hmm. Blue green is efficient. Like, look, all the stuff we got for just six tech, we mm-hmm. got a a fleet that complements each other. Right. Whereas this other path, we had to get two, four, six, seven, sometimes eight tech to like get fleets that like truly work in conjunction with one another right so i don't know yeah change my mind right yeah come 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 at us honestly what is it called red knot if red knot was a thing then that changes this would change everything right but red knots is a is a fan variant that turns dreadnoughts into instead of blue blue yellow it makes them red red blue basically makes red tech a little bit more desirable right um so let's talk about this next Oh my god! This I can't believe we sad. put them back to back. The I ones know. that we did. Let's, uh, Hunter. Do you want to take the? Uh, yeah, sure. Take the frontal assault of it's the embers of Muat. I'll clean it up. <laughs> um, we're gonna do embers of Muat now, which I don't know if it's just because I had to think about them for so long in my life. But every time <laughs> I say that, I feel like I kind of black out a little bit. Uh, but also. I mean, I gotta say, I think this is my least, uh, the one I hate the most, uh, tech path wise. Yeah. I think it's my my most hated race as far as tech paths go. Right. Um, it's also my most hated race of like, what do you, what kind of fleets do you even build? Right. What are you actually building as the Embers of Muat? And I think that's what makes the tech path so difficult. Is kind of like, I don't know what are the best ships to get. Right. To help these this one crappy war sun that i right. have like what right. just what are you doing as the embers of muat i don't know hunter tell me tell me the well you start with plasma yeah so that's okay good. that's that's, that's an extra fine. bombardment it's fine four on a three bombardment it's okay fine. we want to take planets plasma. i don't hate plasma yeah so um the first one i'm going to recommend is like the one that i kind of painstakingly like worked on which yeah. was the classic debate which is between do you upgrade do you do you sprint for upgrading your war sun or do you just get gravity drive right. and be done with it those are the two main so, ideas i think in general gravity drive and be done with it is the more reliable but i also know that with embers says there's no telling so how does gravity drive and be done with it go well we get anti-grav anti-mass and then, anti-mass yep <laughs> that's not confusing y'all anti-mass then we grab then we grab gravity drive <laughs> And then we throw Sarween into the mix, and then we can kind of just go wild for upgrades for a minute, and that's kind of dealer's choice, but what we qualify for is PDS2, Dread2, Carrier2, um, and then we got to finish that off with, I would say, Graviton, or if you had a red script, you could throw a Duranium in yeah. there, yeah. but you got to... And, and there's two things you're doing with that, right? The reason we did Gravity Drive is because to go for Prototype Warsun 2, mm-hmm. it takes... 
much longer to get your war sun going where you want it to go. And basically your argument was like, you need that war sun doing stuff sooner. Right. And gravity I mean, drive gets it where it can go places. You essentially can't do anything yeah. until your war sun can do stuff. Right. Basically. Right. You're trapped. And so what you're complimenting that like, I get a faster moving war sun, not as fast as it could be. Cause yes, proto prototype war sun two is like, sort of better but mm-hmm. it's slower and mm-hmm. it's not like embers need to move slower they're right. a slow race already and so you complement that with let's get the defensive stuff yeah let's get dread or let's get pds2 let's get graviton so that we can at least be also dropping pds in our pie slice so that while our war sun is off doing what it needs to do we're not completely dying in our poorly defended pie slice yeah and I know some people probably balk at the idea of like why am I even going down Sarween? Mm. And I feel like what it comes down to is just being able to qualify for those obje- uh, those yeah. upgrades like in right. a timely manner. Right. You know, I think Embers actually has a lot more. They can get a lot more value out of going down green. They have a massive yeah. command counter problem. If they can ever make it to hyper, that would be amazing. Right. But now how much tech are we talking about? You right. know what I mean? And how unoptimal is that? Yeah. The problem with Embers has consistently been that they have way too many needs. Yeah. They're a very, very needy right. faction. Right. Yeah, I mean, you could you could talk about blue-green. You could do the exact same build as any other blue-green faction. You just start with Plasma. That's out of the way of it. But anti-mass gravity and then... Neural. Neural. Or you get neural first, right? You always get neural sure, first. You get Daxiv, sure. you get infantry too. But the the argument against the green route with embers is your war sun is usually doing most of the damage first. Mm-hmm. Like to have war suns and infantry too is always a little bit overkill. You could have spent your money on other stuff. Right, yeah. So you needed four bombardment. Right. Because you hey, start with plasma. Right. So you needed four bombardment and infantry too. And two. a bunch of right. So like how how much do you have to focus on taking these planets? And yeah. now that's all you can do. And right. now, congrats. You didn't improve any of your other fleets. And as everyone knows, War Suns are actually like really... One direct scary. hit. One, one direct hit and you're done. Right. And, and so that's why also we get... I think I like that you get Dreadnought 2 in this plan. Even yeah. though it's like, but do I want my War Suns to be better? It's like, no, you want your War Sun to be protected by more things that can mm-hmm. do sustained damage. Um. Yeah, you just need more viability, basically. Right. The other like, argument is like maybe fighters. Maybe that's where the neural comes into play. Is like you get sure. fighter two. Yeah. But I just don't think it's as clean. I don't think so either. Because I think PDS helps. I think PDS helps move out more than anything else. Well, I just I think I think what we saw consistently was that fighter two wasn't enough to make the difference. Really. Right. That their needs are more. Even though you can that. generate fighters like out of nowhere, it doesn't right. cost anything. Right. But it's like it's one command counter, and you almost never had the influence to afford just pumping out fighters like that. I consistently in the you don't have the sole game, advantage of gaining an extra command. Right. Counter. No, you, they you can, don't have they that. can plop infantry down and plopping two infantry on a random planet is way better than plopping two fighters next to your war. Next sun. to your war sun. And that's it. Um, and, and the other thing is that they just consistently run into a command counter problem. Yep. So like I, it's like they really do have to pretend that that war sun is, it's like the way I kind of think of embers is that in the early to mid game, you're kind of a slave to your war sun. Right. Basically your right. war sun is almost a handicap. It's your only carrier. And the reason I throw dread two into the mix is because the second I get dread two, I can just start playing them. Like, like I got a war sun on the house and that was my faction yeah. ability. You started basically. with 12 extra trade goods. Yeah. Uh huh. That's that. I that's spent okay. on a war sun. That I, that immediately I had to spend. So not really trade goods yeah, at all. Right. But, right. But yeah, Let's talk about the other path, though, because if we don't talk about yeah. it, it's it's not doing a good, sur- you know, we're doing a disservice sure. to the Embers and Muat. Sure, sure, sure. Here's the, we want to get Prototype War Sun 2 
tech path. And this is this is what we kind of put together as like if we're trying to do it as optimally as possible while still reinforcing our war sun, this is what you would need to get. And this is why we don't propose this. First, Sarween tools. Then Mage in defense Mage grid. defense grid, yeah. Then Duranium armor. Okay. Then Prototype War Sun 2. Then, what else do you qualify for? We need two more objectives. BDS 2 and good old Destroyer, Destroyer 2. Destroyer 2, reliable Oh, and Destroyer also, two. don't forget, Matt, you got the Graviton yeah. in there somewhere. We just have to pop another yellow in. Right. And so, as with most of these things, you can always, like, get PDS 2 kind of whenever. We got Serene first. So, like, you can defend your pie slice, right? That's not the worst thing in the world. But you're not rushing for Prototype War Sun 2, and that's the problem is if you're not rushing for prototype or sun 2, I don't know why you're going down that path. Right. Cuz I don't feel like finally upgrading your war suns in the very last round of the game wins you any games because you're not doing anything up until that point. Right. right. So you have to rush for prototype war sun 2 to for it to have any effect on your game. Which is why gravity drive is a better upgrade. Right. And god forbid you you miss tech at some point yep. we're not talking about this is not a rich faction right yeah yeah like, this is not a given that you're going to right. get you're going to spend tech. all of your money on tech round one if, if you're getting tech at all and then that means like no good other luck if you lose your war son yeah if you lose your war son you're done you're done and you also only took one system right. round one like yeah it, it's it's kind of questionable whether or not you even buy tech round one as embers because of how little you start right. with right and so like even the getting gravity drive quick is like that might be round three Mm-hmm. Even with trying to go for it fast, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that makes Prototype War Sun two like round four or five. Right. It's too late. Yeah. It's just too late. God, their their tech game is the is one of the worst things about them. Basically, yeah. it is the worst thing about them. Their tech game and their command counter economy yeah. issue. Um, I would always the have fact to that all their to... abilities that they gain out like people have often categorized Embers and Muat as a faction with no abilities. Right. You just start with a War Sun. Yeah. But the, all of their abilities are effectively useless to to a certain... Right. I mean, some of them, they have their uses, but it's like, spend a command counter to get a fighter. Mm-hmm. Spend a command counter to get a destroyer. Right. I can move through a supernova whenever that, like, that never comes up. Right. I can build a cruiser out of my flagship that I don't really want. Mm-hmm. I... Just none of it, none of it works, and they didn't do enough abilities that like just actually make the war suns better because right. they were terrified of you having a war sun early game, and it is terrifying. But it, it's one of those things where maybe they scaled it back too much. If yellow green was better, maybe that would be something. Maybe, but it's, again, it's the infantry, not... the infantry with a war sun just doesn't right. Make sense yeah, to why me. is that? What it just it's doesn't work for me. On. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, because like they, it, it would be. I've always thought like the the flagship ability would be cool if you had like a lot of command counters and cruiser too right that might be kind of interesting and that's what people have proposed too is like oh i plop if i if i if i pump my flagship kind of out in the middle of the map or just towards the center and then my carriers or my cruiser twos are pumping out there they can kind of go anywhere sure except for it's one cruiser two per command counter that you use right just like where are you getting Mm mm-hmm yeah, the only reason you want green is because you want hypermetabolism, and and is that enough command counters to save you? I don't know. Anyways, they I need th- like the, the the. I think in order to be viable, what they need is like a skip in almost every color. If not, yeah. all of them would be pretty useful. <laughs> That'd be great. The, if they had, yeah, yeah, I think that's my, that's be finally, my new strategy. Yeah, there we go. For just get it. Just get a tech if skip. If you in could every just color? get a tech skip in every color with your one war sun that moves one. <laughs> uh, 
then you'll be good. It'll be great. You'll be great. Uh, let's move on to a fun faction now. Yeah. I, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the Extra Kingdom. Yeah. Um, Extra Kingdom has a weird route. They have fun colors. It's a it's a green yellow. Yeah. We'll say that up front. Um, with a little with a little little spice of red, thrown, a little red pepper flakes uh-huh. thrown in that green uh-huh. yellow. Um, but the first thing I want to I want to bring up. Is some good errata we've had. Uh, we had on our first episode. People kind of like were were thinking about extra before we really started talking about them. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to call out some good some good talking points that we're going to respond to in our extra discussion. So a LMAO thirty one said, if you grab all of your defensive texts when only one would have sufficed, you wasted a good amount of research on dead texts. And you got it responded within that same kind of. Uh, talking point of having easy access to PDS2 without actually needing to buy it is like acting like a rattlesnake. You scare them with the threat of retaliation if they enter your territory. So the main thing these two uh, people are getting at is Extra Kingdom does not necessarily need PDS2. And I, to a certain extent, agree with this this philosophy, which is that your flagship is is better than PDS2. Sure. And you're getting that on the board as fast as possible. That is always part of my strategy with Extra Kingdom is like as soon as I can afford that flagship, I'm putting it on the board because mm-hmm. it's better than any any just like plopping down PDS. But plopping down PDS doesn't hurt because you're getting all the tech that improves your space cannon abilities. You start with Graviton. You want to get Plasma because you would rather your flagship roll four on a five as opposed to three on a five. Mm-hmm. And so why not upgrade the PDS too? And so both of these two are saying, well, be in range of it. But you don't have to get it until it actually becomes necessary. I mean, I I like it so much, and this is why I like it. Um, when you're playing extra, you have a use and a and a real need that you can translate into a strategy to take construction. Yeah. Which means if you want to do that, you can pretty much always do that. Right. So if you go for PDS two. As extra, you can use PDS2 to get you through the early to right, mid game. Exactly. And then by the time we get, you know, solidly into the mid game, that's when you can plop down your flagship. And by that time, it's too it's like over. Yeah. It's like they can't there's nothing that can be done about extra's slice right. by that point. Right, right. You could do it the other way. You could be like, I'm gonna worry about trying to get the flagship first, but if anything goes wrong in that point, you mm-hmm. mess up your whole economy. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I, I go back and forth on it. Let's let's lay out yeah, let's our lay out initial path, path that we see. Right. Uh, so they this, start with Graviton, then Neural, then Plasma, then PDS2 is what we're saying. That's what I'm saying. These people are gonna, the, the people that are disagreeing with us are basically saying, like, don't get PDS2 right away. Just hold off on it and get it when it comes up or when you do need that final upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. But for a while, hold off on it. So what are the other techs we're going for? Sarween. Well, Sarween, to get the second yellow... I don't know. It gets really weird. Um, I I have to kind of outline a bunch of thoughts in here to to kind of explain this path that I wanted to do okay. with extra yeah, because yeah, yeah. Let's, let's there's a lot of things at play. Too fast. Um, first off, I think you're taking construction a lot as extra. Yeah. yeah. Because I do want to get those PDS out there, but even more so, I want to get a forward space dock because there's nothing better than like plopping that space dock yes. adjacent to Mechatol Rex and then pumping the flagship out of there. Yes. Rather than putting it in your home system. It's to wonderful. Start with. I love taking like an early, like a round one or two construction or both. Construction the first two rounds as mm-hmm. extra like really solidifies your position. And so along with that is the ability to like give yourself access to upgraded space docks or uh Get ready for all the other things you can do. You have two f- faction tech that one requires one green and one requires two yellow, and both of your faction tech are very good. 
And so that's why we kind of stick with this green-yellow plan, because we want to be able to get those two techs. And so we're trying to get all of the upgrades that make sense along the way, mm -hmm. with the caveat of we should get plasma, because it's going to make our flagship amazing. And we then now have red and yellow, and Graviton is great. Why not get PDS too? Mm -hmm. So my idea is um, neural early, which I think is the biggest point of contention in this, is like maybe you do plasma and PDS2 first, but neural early is is neural early, and neural right. early is good. Well, also, I feel like you kind of need that wiggle room. This is such a... Extra is such a specific setup. Yes. That having... Then you have a huge open path. It's funny because we talked about ghosts being like, oh, the tree gets too wide too fast and we don't know what to do. Extra feels the opposite. It opens mm -hmm. up very quickly, but every choice is a good choice. Right. Every choice, like, helps. So if we get... Let's say we just get neural and we get plasma scoring right away. What do we have access to? We have access to PDS2. We have access to Cruiser2. We have access to instinct training. Uh, if we get Sarween tools, we can get nullification field. Uh, once we got instinct trading, we can get infantry two. Mm -hmm. Infantry two aren't bad because we kind of, as extra, have a problem taking stuff. Right. Because we're spending so much time and effort on defending our pie slice. But cruiser two with infantry two solves that problem right, right up. Right on. And especially in conjunction with nullification field, if you throw a cruiser two out in the middle of space and then someone wants to attack it. They can't. You, they can't. Right. So it's like all of these things actually line up to a really pretty end game that's just like... I had a really defended pie slice in the early game, and now everything else that I take from this point forward is also defended, and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. I just love being able to take PDS2 and let my just taking construction in the early to mid game yep. just make me so solid. Exactly. Because then I that money that I've that I have from the planets that I've taken, I can use that on fleets. Yep. I can use that on taking opportunities, maybe like swinging out with uh with a carrier, uh, with like a flank speed or something to right. get like that control objective yep. I needed or whatever. Yeah. Like I feel like the more that extra can just be like, all right, I'm taking construction because it's you know I'm gonna get it. Right. Um, and then getting all that out of the way early, getting all those PDS down. Yeah. And then throwing the capital ship on top of that. It's just it's so sweet. I just love it because you never buy a dead tech. Right. There's not a single dead tech in here, and I, and I could have done any of them in any order. Right. Let's let's say we don't do the the PDS two thing right away. Let's just get neural and then get instinct training and get infantry two and get plasma and cruiser two. Right. And then get nullification field. Sure. And then we'll get PDS two yeah. because, oh, now we're afraid of people. Now we've gotten so far ahead that people are going to attack our home slice. Let's let's drop PDS two. Right. Yeah, now. yeah. Let's like, talk about that. There's going to be that time where you get so much money early game that you can throw the, the flagship yeah. out and it's not a big deal. Right. And then you're just like, okay, that's what I'm using for I, my defense I think right there. In general, I don't think of Xtra's tech path as a specific pecking order. So matches just like, here are all of the cheap shallow texts that you can get and want to get mm -hmm. and like let the game dictate how you get them yeah so i kind of just want to spell that list out again and again this is like in no particular order like what really? just dealer's yeah. choice i i, I truly cannot I mean, I make a recommendation round one yeah i'm gonna kind of stand by that one but everything else yeah well what's funny is i i think neural round one is the weirdest choice purely because i i see more value in getting yellow and red stuff first except for the fact that neural is neural and that's really the only yeah. reason it's like getting neural right away. I don't. I, me. I mean, I think you. I think even in my way of like, I like PDS too, but I even I don't feel like you need them that early. Yeah, I don't think you need them round two. Right. You know, and and getting instinct training early. 
I mean, man, there's a lot. All right, anyways, let's let's lay out the list again and just remember that it's all of these are so cheap and easy to get that you just do whatever makes sense for your particular game. Right. So you start with Graviton, you get Neural, Plasma Scoring, PDS2, Sarween Tools, Instinct Training, Infantry 2, Cruiser 2, Nullification Field. I do think Nullification Field is more of a late game tech. I agree for the most part, but there's games where there's games where you decided to go crazy and get Cruiser 2 early mm-hmm. and you use Cruiser 2 and Nullification Field together and that's right. a fun little yeah. crazy like ballsy approach you can for sure. can use for sure. with them. So just, you know, have a field day with Xcha. I think people don't utilize Xcha to their full capabilities. And it, and it kind of comes down to this idea of like only playing defensive. They see how defensive Xcha can be and they only do that. Right. And that that doesn't get them as far as they could go. That one game where you parked next to me and you said, I can just, I was SAR and mm-hmm. you were XTA and you had your flagship out with like one PDS, I think, and plasma scoring. Right. It was just like, hey, Matt, I can activate your system and I don't have to move anything in and I'll blow up all your entire SAR right. ball. Right, right. And just the threat of that was like the weirdest form of aggression because it cost you nothing. It wasn't necessarily going to gain you anything except for it was going to completely widen up your adjacent pie slice. You like you do that, you do these preemptive attacks with right, X Right. You blow up a huge fleet and then you send the cruiser twos out to go like pick up the scraps. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I love God, I love them. I want to play them again. Yeah. Probably won't get to for a while because you know, I can't I never like the idea of me playing a faction again at this point. Yeah. Like because we gotta had to try do that. the new stuff. We had to do so much repetitive playing before yeah. that now I'm just like, nah, yeah. I'll see you in That's like kind of an interesting months. point. This is a little sidebar. Uh things I've learned about like you and I versus other players, like, you know, I'm thinking about Doug. Mm-hmm. You and I like playing every faction. Yeah. Hunter and I like Twilight Imperium. We like the board game Twilight Imperium, and we like to play it in all <laughs> of its you, many facets. Uh, but like lots of people, it's they've got like four factions that they dig, and that's what they want to play, and they don't want to play as uh, not uh, other factions. Like in the 14-point game, uh, 14 point game we had recently, I really wanted to play Winu weird isn't that weird? That is weird isn't that stupid it's but like won i want to on stream that time well like, but, i want to do it again no that wasn't what i was thinking though it was just like i like to think about what could be done and i want to see how things can be different right i don't want to just like play a faction and do the best thing like that's kind of why everyone talks about like soul is boring to play because there's right. one really great strategy that you just should do as soul because right. it's why wouldn't you um, but honestly that's, though I've gotten this weird curiosity now that's what I'm like, saying is I want to try the different stuff and that's why well, with Windu it's like I want to just keep exploring that space and see if I can find something and I felt like 14 point games would give Winu a chance to actually do stuff because the problem with Winu is they never get things going fast enough that they can't it's hard to win in a 10 point game because it, it happens so quickly right. but a 14 point game I don't know I am getting a well, I'm, what I actually meant by my comment though is I'm actually starting it's Soul is the strategy for soul is seeming so nailed down that I'm actually getting curious of like, what, what else could you do with that? Like, it's so good. Like, could we? Could I play some like hyper aggressive neighbor stuff with maybe Soul? just take a home slice right? Yeah. Up, not like, go Mechatol first. Go home system home first system, and just see where that gets you. First. Yeah, almost like uh, if they, you know, just trying to see how many hot checks they can cash yeah. with that ability. Right. What can you get away with? Yeah. Well, let's let's man, we're we're like going even slower than we have before. We got two more factions left. Do you think we can power through these? Yeah, yeah, we gotta. I, we gotta. Th- they're hard ones to power through, but let's talk about Arborek um because with arborek there's there's one guarantee guarantee there's one guarantee and it's so we, we have to get, we have to kiss our wing tools round one. it's not that you 
require Sarween tools to be effective. It's that Sarween tools is so good for you. It's just such, it, it feels like a waste to not. I think it. it's simpler than that. I think that you just, that you need it round one mm-hmm. in, in to make your effective in round your economy one. for yeah. round one. Right. You do need it yeah. in that moment. Yeah. To like, accomplish the things, normal faction, because you, you have a bad start. Right. And Sarween tools fixes your bad start. Right. If you can get it. Yeah. So, uh, Hunter, spell out uh, what is maybe, I don't know, spell out this first one for us. Or is this even, is this my proposal or is this your proposal? We have four, we have four pathways for Arborek. Right, we have too many. Um, neural is what we're throwing out because we're kind of going like a like a yellow red or yellow green with a, a dash of red. Because you start with it. You start right. with the mage and you have the red out of the way. Right. Um, but then we go for neural. Um, because of the neural factor, yep. and because what we're trying to get to is Latani too. Yeah. So after that, we're going to go Daxiv, obviously after neural, and then to the Latani too, and then after that, Cruiser two is essentially because you have the, all the requirements, right? And what's interesting about Cruiser two, Latani two is the ability to do really crazy maneuvers of like if you can just sneak the Cruiser two into like a poorly defended planet, you take one Latani two that's rolling better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe you get a lucky roll. I don't propose doing this. I never propose doing an, an even fight um, in invading. But let's say you take two Cruiser 2s and two Latani 2. You take a planet with two infantry. Let's say one survives even, right? I took. I have one infantry landing on a planet. I dax of a second. Right. Now I have four production. I build four more. I made it to the planet with one ground force. I now have six there. Right. That's my planet. Thanks, gotta yep. go. Yep. I only had to sacrifice one or two cruisers to do it. Right on. It's my planet now. And that's the Arborek that is really crazy to me because then you have these little pockets that then next round, you got six infantry. You can build whatever you want on that hex. You can build a bunch more ships or you can double down and put even more infantry there. Right. Uh, and then after Cruiser 2, we're kind of just throwing PDS2 in there as that third upgrade. Green. And then I, mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but we haven't done two tech and two colors yet. And I think that they all kind of equal out as yeah. far as possibility goes. Plasma doesn't seem better than graviton. Doesn't seem better than even if you've if it doesn't come out for some reason. Just getting anti mass and grav right because gravity too. drive is better. The problem with Arborek is they're not really a PDS race. Right. Despite starting with Majin, you're kind of like using. I mean, you're you're you don't need space stocks. Right. So you're not really in a desperate need for playing construction. And also, and most the PDS, of the time, you can throw down enough infantry, like just, Latani warriors right. on a space, or you don't need the PDS as like an extra deterrent. Exactly. It's it like, no, I've got that on lock. No, but, but it's nice to have access to it, because if the game turns around where it's like, oh, they got war sons, or they have a big, scary dreadnought fleet, yeah. it's like, okay, one PDS stops all the bombardment. Sorry. Yeah. So I don't I don't mind having access to PDS two just right. to make it a little bit right. better. It's yeah, not the I, worst thing that can happen to you. I think I think it can be useful in certain situations. Also worth noting, Mage in Defense Grid is probably better with Arborek than anybody else. Yeah. If you do get that PDS down there, because as we talked about, PDS or uh, Mage in works best in large numbers. And guess what Arborek has? Numbers. Large numbers. <laughs> large numbers. <laughs> so what's the other what's the other plans that we have? Let's kind of jump um, well, through. Well, we can kind of I... go yellow blue, uh-huh. like Sarween, uh, then then anti mass, then gravity drive, and then like dread two, carrier two, graviton, PDS two. That that one's not, you know, the, it's not horrible. It's just that we're we're really just being like, okay, so our Latani are just gonna do it and we're not going after Latani two. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and and we're also not we're, it's kind of just like a trying to get things optimally and not doing anything. It feels very vanilla. Right. And it doesn't feel like you're doing anything with the Arborek. 
I mean, Dread Two is like Dread 2's good. It's going to be useful right. for you, right? But it, it, yeah, it it feels like the other idea is it's it's really in my mind it's more about the carrier two in this fact. Yeah, it's, it's gravity sure. drive plus carrier two sure. to make to move more of these Latani ones around, and I think that's the focus of the blue yellow arborec. I mean, I think depending on who your neighbors are, that this might be more or less viable. Yeah, but like. If Arborek can't hold their planets, then yeah. what is Arborek really doing? Exactly. And to me, this doesn't necessarily say that they're going to hold their planets. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you're sitting next to like a a faction that's better at space battles than you, like they just are, yeah. uh, then the fact that you have Dread 2s is not going to be, gonna you know, if you're sitting you. next to Baron Exactly. What is your like, Dread 2 doing? By the time you got to Dread 2, no. yeah, they no. got there and then some, yeah. and now what are you doing? Yeah. Can I talk about the fun, wacky stuff? Yeah, you got some wacky stuff. I got stuff. the wacky. It's not even that wacky. Uh, I'll just say this much. Uh, yellow with Arborek is, is really great, as we've yeah. been trying to touch on. Like, we talked about this with the Yin, um, and nobody is going to get more use out of yellow than uh, the Arborek. Uh, so I, I do want to throw in there, though, that I think um, this is only great if you have the yellow skip. If you have to get Graviton, doing the deep yellow dive is not very helpful. But let's let's assume you have a yellow skip, and then it's like, ooh, my game just unlocked. I can go for this yellow idea. You get Sarween tools. You get transit diodes as your second technology. So now you're moving four infantry wherever you want. It's worth noting that, yeah, bioplasmosis is functionally the same as transit, but I think transit is better. Because right. bioplasmosis, yes, you can move any number of infantry, but it is only during the status phase. And right. the flexibility of being able to move whenever you want during the action phase, I think, makes transit better. Also, with this yellow skip we're imagining, you're getting it like round two. It's like yeah, you're getting it fast. You're, you're doing, you're making so. a lot of use out of it very early. Yeah, so you're going to do it over and over every And yeah. with that yellow tech skip, we're getting integrated economy because nobody uses integrated economy better than Arborek because the timing window is you take the planet, you can build on the planet, and then there's the production step. And we talked about recently with integrated economy, it is kind of specifically designed to build a bunch of infantry. It's not actually right. useful for other effects because you can only spend the amount of dollars that the planet is worth. But you can build any number of units, which means fighters and infantry are, are the whole point. So if it's a two-resource planet, you can drop four infantry as soon as you take it. That's even better than the Cruiser 2 scenario that we lined out because after you do that, you have a production step. So let's say I took a planet with one infantry, then built four more infantry, now I can build five more things. Right. Immediately, in the same activation with integrated economy. I can build five more infantry when I take Mechatolor X, uh, or, or in this case, Mechatolor X is worth one, right? So I can build three more infantry, I can have four on Mechatolor X the second I take it. Mm -hmm. I said three, I meant two, I have three, whatever. I'm getting yeah. the math all fudgy, but the point is, like, you take a planet and you immediately lock it down, and either drop even more infantry or, like, get the space uh, ships where you need to have the space ships. Uh, but, obviously, we've only gone for yellow, so now we need to get some other colors, and blue makes the most sense here because blue-yellow is a good combo as opposed to blue or to, to yellow-red for Arborek. Yellow-red just isn't viable for Arborek, but we're about to break that down. But, anyways, anti-mass, gravity drive, carrier 2, dread 2, get PDS2 as the final upgrade if you sure, need it. Sure, sure. There, there's a decent yellow path. It's um, weird how much my my opinions on Latani two have changed. Yeah, from well, it's because episode. we it's because we realize, generally speaking, infantry two is great. Right, reviving infantry that fight better, yeah. and in a game where infantry are very important, we never cared about the production two of Latani two. 
mm-hmm. and I still I still don't think that's the best part of Latani too. Right. The best part of Latani too is that they fight that better. they're better ground right. forces that revive. And then you get to keep them. Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think that's how I feel about that. Is I just I wish Latani too was in there, but why yeah. would we get it and we already have we a have transit diodes something else yeah, transit exactly. diodes like what we've always explained is transit diodes and latani too you don't need both right it's you, too much one or the other works uh let's let's talk about that yellow red path though which i personally don't think works but uh i've seen people spell this out and seen people bring it up uh so you start with Majin. if you get right. sarween tools you can get pds2 bam you're at red yellow why not get plasma scoring since you started with Majin, you don't need a Majin skip and there's some logic there. I got PDS2. Plasma scoring makes that better. Now I'm only two tech away from War Suns. Right. Or, I mean, if you need to finish out two tech and two color, we could throw a Graviton in there. Yep. Or you could go for Duranium and War Sun and let's just be crazy. Yeah, let's That's just be crazy. crazy. It's crazy because it doesn't... Um, because War Suns aren't good enough. <laughs> That's, it, always, yeah. it always comes down to War Suns come out too slow. Right. Now, in a 14-point game, this is a completely different conversation. Right. But... I don't think you're defending your pie slice with PDS that often. So I think getting the plasma scoring PDS2 thing doesn't help enough. The, really, the only logic behind this is that because you have Majin, you're already in a decent pathway to go for War Suns, and people are always trying to find justifications to get right. War Suns. Right. And I think you will have games where it works. Yeah. But it's not doing you any favors in the mid game. That's the problem with this strategy. There's, there's no mid game here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. not at all. Hunter, we got one more. All right, one more. We've got our favorite. Our favorite faction. Everybody's actually, I mean, I think it's just hard for them to get their tech thing done, but the paths are fine. The paths are are fine. The problem is. They don't start with anything, so it's just like a pure, like. You just start walking down the road. We're talking hey, about the space dogs. Hey, you're lying at you're you're at a crossroads. And there's four <laughs> different paths you could take. And just pick one. None of them are better than the others. Right. Actually, Sardak, you could just go back to the beginning when we talked about good tech paths. Exactly. In general, and just because do we're just going to recommend the good tech path. The good tech. Now path. there's so two. With their racial tech kind of play a there's, factor. There's but. there's a there's a factor, and it's Exotrireme two being able to blow up completely destroy two units for mm-hmm. killing your dreadnought mm-hmm. is. Which we love. It's, we're not balking love at that. Up your own and thing. then people try to play up how good Valkyrie particle uh, weave. Valkyrie particle weave is. Uh, let's start with, I, with what makes the most sense, though. Yeah, let's start with green blue. Green blue, because again, green blue is the best tech path. We call it Soul Nor. The Soul Nor get Neural. They get anti mass deflectors. They get Fighter Two. They get Daxiv. They get Infantry Two. They get Gravity Drive. They get Carrier 2, and then for extra pickles, they get Sarween 2. I mean, <laughs> Sarween 2. They get Sarween Tools, and then they get Extra Trireme 2. You sure. got all of your good stuff. And the reason we really love this one is, A, it's the one of the most optimal paths, because green-blue is optimal. And two, for Sardak Noor, more cheap units is better than Fighter 2 is a good less. upgrade. Fighter 2 is a advantage. great upgrade for yep. what their advantage is. Having yep. a bunch more things roll one dice roll better is better than having a war sun that rolls one better. Yep. Statistically speaking. Kind of the same idea for infantry too. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Improving yeah. those infantry help you take stuff and they're gonna roll better and you're gonna have more of them. So green blue just it like to me is the main one that makes sense. Right. Now we throw in the blue yellow idea because some people want to get exotrireme really, really fast. Right. Because right. what our green blue does is it puts exotrireme two off for a very long time. 
It basically doesn't even think of it as a factor. No, it's not really. Um, we're just throwing we're just close enough that it's like you, you yeah. can still get it. It's kind of our it's kind of our saving grace of like yeah, you went green blue, but hey, you're not that far from Exo Trireme too, so well, you should still consider us, it. It's us working that like idea that the tech objectives don't come out, and then what do you do? Yeah, because then you just start doing whatever right. you want strategically. Right. Um, but so blue yellow, we call this the Exo Nor. Um, you get Sarween. You get anti-mass and gravity drive. You go right for XO2. You got it. You did it. Yay. And then you could do carrier two and throw in graviton to like finish it off. And space dock two as a possibility for, for um, not bad. Yeah. Cause uh, the thing about, the thing about Sardak Nor is they've got two planets that if you put two space dock twos in your, in your home system, you can pump out a lot of stuff. Right. Uh, the thing I hate about it, though, is I didn't get fighter twos and infantry twos. And the things I want to pump a uh-huh. lot of stuff out of are those twos. two things. Yeah. So it kind of doesn't balance itself out. Um, right. But you got exo trireum too fast. I just don't think that is as good as getting yeah. neural, which that's the big thing we didn't talk about with green blue Sardak is what does Sardak nor need? They need a comeback mechanic. Yeah. And neural motivator is that right. action cards get you comeback opportunities right they they need that like wiggle room of yeah that. honestly yeah. sarween tools i don't think is especially useful for sardak nor because you don't need like one extra trade gourd trade good to it's build not stuff that it's not useful it's it that is. it's not enough right it's it not doesn't... enough to fix your right. problem but neural motivator might you might get yeah. the action cards you need right let's break down how a valkyrie works and why we don't like valkyrie sure. particle weave valkyrie yeah. particle weave as a tech in and of itself is fine i think it is a good tech but it's similar to other problems we've described where it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't mm-hmm. get you anywhere that in, uh, increases your advantage. If Valkyrie Particle Weave was like on the path that let you also get infantry too, yep. like if it was like a blue was, or re- green, yep. and we could just amazing. throw it, oh my god, we would just Here's like, what's disgusting about, about what they did to Sardak Nor. They gave Sardak Nor no tech, no tech zero. and yeah. then they made their two tech uh, they're, they're two faction tech in completely opposite directions. Right, right. Whereas we talk about Federation of Soul, their two faction tech are directly in line with everything yep. they're already doing. Yep. Imagine if Sardak Nor had an upgraded fighter and an upgraded infantry. That'd be awesome. And then you just go blue green and you like completely crush people in combat. You have no economic advantages, you have no tech advantages, right. but you do rule the space combat and infantry combat Your path space. Is efficient. Yeah. yeah. But let's talk about how you do something with Valkyrie Particle Weave. Uh, Valkyrie Particle Weave requires two red, which means it's not a mage and skip. Which is bad. That's a bummer. So you yeah, get Sarween tools. Duranium. Yeah, you're skipping you Duranium. Maybe use. Right. You get Sarween tools. You get plasma scoring. You get Majin Defense Grid. You get Valkyrie Particle Weave. You've got a red and a yellow. You get PDS2. You've got three red and a yellow. You get War Sun. You got two red. You get Destroyer 2. You still don't have two and two colors. You don't so have two and two colors. You Graviton or maybe skip to Transit. Transit Diodes useful. is a little bit better, but, but what's the problem here is A, PDS2 does not use your advantage because your combat advantage does not work on space cannon rolls. So PDS2 is kind of a waste. Getting PDS as Sardak Nor is a waste of your time. Sure. Um, the the problem with War Suns, as we've lined out, is turning a War Sun roll from a 3 to a 2 is, no is doing almost nothing for you. And Destroyer 2 sucks. So we got effectively three wasted upgrades because we wanted to get Valkyrie Particle Weave. Don't get it, guys. I don't Just, get you it. You don't have the... It doesn't get to... The, the reason people get Valkyrie Particle Weave is because they have two red skips. 
Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, I mean, great. I would too. Yeah. yeah, I'll do that. Sure, why not? <laughs> but no, I, I think I kind of actually, the more I look at it and the more games of Sardak I see and play, I feel like it's green, blue, or, no, or nothing else. Right. It's either green, blue, or you accept that you're not getting tech objectives and you still go green, blue because that's improving the things you get the most statistical advantage out of. Like, right. it's just green, blue. Fighter 2 with Sardak Nor is crazy good. Infantry 2 with Sardak Nor is crazy good. You should take advantage of that. You need neural too. And you and as we pointed out, it is more in line with getting Exo Trireme two than anything else you're going to be doing. You don't need to rush for Exo Trireme two, and if you go blue green, you're two tech away. I really like neural. I feel, the fact that neural isn't in the other paths, I feel makes like it is, already is, trash. Yeah, because yeah. that's the thing is like you're if you're going to win a Sardak Nor, yeah, uh, if you're going to win a Sardak Nor, you need the luck. You need yeah, good luck exactly. to do it. And and action cards help you get some luck. Okay. Hunter, yeah. we did it. We talked about all 17 factions tech paths in three episodes plus... Three days. Ep- uh, three, in three days. Yeah, <laughs> it only took us three days. <laughs> Doesn't uh, make it sound that. <laughs> it's not as impressive. Darn it. Uh, but let's let's move on. Let's let's do some rundown before we get to the errata. Sure. What do you yeah, say? let's do it. Uh, you can go to our Twitter at SpaceCatsPod for game updates and announcements. You go to our Faceback Space... Faceback Space Cash Page Turtles for announcements. You can ask us questions there. Uh, you, we post every single week on the Twilight Imperium subreddit. Uh, you can discuss things, and that's how you get included in our errata that we're going to be getting to here in just a bit. You can also post on our BGG Guild, Board Game Geek. Uh, we'll take errata from there. I also have a calendar that has been relatively updated recently. Nice. So, yeah, I'm not doing Random too bad. Round for Matt. Everybody. Yay. Uh, also, email us, spacecatspeaceturtles at gmail.com for submissions to This Imperium Life and Play of the Week. That's where you send us your favorite stories from in-game moments of Twilight Imperium. Uh, we have a Patreon. We're very close to kind of like rolling out phase two of our Patreon. So look forward to probably next week talking about that mm-hmm. a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're very excited for what we want to do and, and what the future holds. And we hope you'll join us. Uh, even just $1 is helpful. If every single person that listened to our show donated $1, Hunter and I could start doing this kind of stuff like full time and we could generate even better content because we would have all day to do it. And right. that sounds wicked fun mm-hmm. uh and and hopefully re- would result in like some crazy in-depth stuff that we are currently not oh, able and to like do projects that sprawl out yeah yeah and v- all um, different kinds of you can also join our discord for fun conversations and also gives you access to some of the patreon benefits uh please rate our podcasts on your app of choice preferably apple podcasts is where most of the ratings come into play it impre- increases visibility and makes people mo- know more about us and about twilight imperium in general yo so i'm hunter i'm a comedian what's up um i'm gonna throw two dates out at you where i'm just performing uh i haven't been producing as many shows lately um but on september 16th um at the slide in at 7 30 p.m you can see me on a really great comedy show called sincerity is gross um and on september 21st at 8 p.m you can see me at the ape theater in portland um, performing stand-up on a show called Standing Upright at the Ape. And also, tomorrow, um, I was a guest on a podcast called Laughing in the Dark, which is a podcast that my friend Sarah runs, where she interviews comedians in, like, haunted places. <laughs> and uh, she's had, like, she's had some pretty interesting guests on it, um, including, uh, if you know who Kyle Kinane is, she'll be interviewing him shortly hmm. um, for the show. And also me. So, like, Yay. it's like me and that guy are, me like, the same. Two people. Uh-huh. Um, we're the same person. And, yeah, you can listen to that tomorrow. That comes out um, Wednesday, September 12th. 
Let's thank those Patreoners. Yeah, let's thank our space kitties. Jimbo V, Jimbov, uh, Jada Paik, and the cartographer of chaos in Mac We Trust. Also, Chief Ulfsark, Captain Scott, and Rolo, Ledgerman of the Colons. All right, let's, let's fade away and jump into the errata. Yeah. Hey, welcome back. We're going to do some errata, and by we, I mean me, because if you couldn't tell uh, by the end of that recording there, Hunter and I started to sound really rushed, and it's because we had to go do stuff. So now it's just me recording the errata, um, because we did a, a fun little show uh, last night, and I'm about to put this episode out, and I got to record some errata before I do that. So you're hearing this, potentially, minutes after I record it. Isn't that fun? Isn't that a fun peek behind the curtain? But no, uh, we have some things to add to this Optimal Tech Paths discussion uh, from two weeks ago. And uh, I just got a couple things. And these are these are ones that I'm kind of just going to read and let it sit. There's not even a whole lot of response I specifically have. I just, these were uh, other ideas within the tech path discussions we were having that I thought were worth bringing up because we because Hunter and I didn't touch on them. So the first one is from Tom Booms on our Board Game Geek Guild, and they say, if you aren't going for non-Euclidean shielding or duranium, this is as the Barony of Letnev, why get Dreadnought 2? Your home system is the highest production capacity system in the game besides a triple space docked Hakan, so blue, blue, green, green for all awesome fighters, infantry, and carriers to get them there is amazing. Plus, your reroll ability, which I normally never use, becomes more feasible when you have more plastic that probably missed. I think this is a pretty smart idea that you never see Barony really go for, because it just always feels like, well, I should just do big capital ships. But, like, you can have a big production capacity. You can, you know... I, I think the problem with this is... Because you have two additional fleet supply, it always seems weird to have that fleet supply be used for, like, two advanced fighters. Like, if, if, if I get to have two additional fleet supply, I want it to be dreadnoughts. But I get the point of if you're not going down red, like, is improving your dreadnoughts that bad? Or even especially, even if you go blue, blue, green, green, what we've proved multiple times is blue, blue, green, green is one yellow away from dreadnought 2. So you can get dreadnought 2 anyways and you're just not focusing on the non-Euclidean shielding side of it. So I think this is worth trying. I think uh, having lots of infantry is always good, and having upgraded infantry is always good. So, I don't know. I, I don't think this isn't... I don't think this is nothing. But I get why people don't do it. And it's just because getting big ships is so good. And you really should go for non-Euclidean shielding and duranium armor. We we didn't maybe harp on it enough, and I'm always afraid to, because then I feel like I'm going to get, you know, ha have a big argument. But just knowing how we played against it the other day with Laura having non-Euclidean shielding and duranium armor, it's a lot. It's really hard to kill ships. Two dreadnoughts with NES and duranium is just, that's that's bigger than most people's normal fleets. Uh, and and it's hard to hard to play against that. Uh, our next one comes from uh, Reddit, and it's the Grand Kazinti Patriarch as G Thor. And they say, my main concern is that your optimal conservative approach is too rigid, and as people have mentioned, the tech objectives may not even come up. I propose a simpler framework that I'll call the optimal skeleton tech path. 
and I'll apply to the remaining. Well, okay, they, they went on to, to actually put a bunch of things in here, but I, I'm just going to cover what their idea was. And you can go to the post itself to see uh, how they applied it to each of the factions that uh, we covered now in today's episode. Um, the framework is that you should put one tech. The framework is that you should put one tech away from the two main objective one techs. Two techs and one, two colors and two upgrades. I.e., you should end up with two in one color and one in another color and one upgrade. The benefit of looking at tech this way is that you won't blindly commit to dead techs purely on the chance of drawing a tech objective. And if they do come out, then you will be able to tech one to achieve the objective the same round it was revealed. This also frees you up to pursue more useful techs much quicker, two rounds quicker potentially. I think this is something we kind of automatically employed more in today's episode. I, I think you see more often us kind of saying like, hey, and then if you need that third upgrade or if you need that last color grab, yeah, sure, graviton or whatever. But we try to, I mean, honestly... I think we're both going for the same thing here, which is that for it to be truly optimal, yes, you're not going to get anything that's a waste of time. So dead techs are inherently not optimal. And so if you can put that off and make that the last tech that you have to buy to complete the objective, then that's great. So I 100% agree with this philosophy. I think there's plenty of times, though, where you don't have to consider it this way. Blue, blue, green, green is like the biggest excuse against this is like you want all of those techs anyways like getting carrier two getting fighter two and getting ground force two with two blues and two greens is just like perfectly efficient and perfectly optimal and nothing is wasted in that uh in that spread so you know it goes both ways but i, I think in general you should employ that kind of skeleton idea because yeah you don't want to just like well i have to get another red because I have to fulfill the objective even if it hasn't come out, so I guess I'm going to get Majin. No, I, I wouldn't ever propose you force yourself to do that. It's just a matter of you should be considering it, and, and the reason I want you to think about the optimal tech paths is I want you to know what direction you're going in before you veer off path. So yeah, having the skeleton framework in mind uh, I think is just as good as everything Hunter and I have been talking about. Well... That's it. We're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna go. But before that, guess what? We got a play of the week. If you want to submit a play of the week, all you have to do is email it to us, spacecatspeaceturtles at gmail.com. This play of the week comes from Brian Peterson, and uh, it's it's as it's an Arborek play of the week. <clears throat> During the seemingly final strategy phase, I told the Sardak Nor that if he plays public disgrace to cancel my Imperial. I would be picking leadership and taking his home system as the first turn. So, it was Arborek with leadership, the Sardak Nor with warfare, and with X-89, and with fleet logistics, which is so baffling to me that somehow the Sardak Nor got X-89 and fleet logistics. But we'll move on from that point. Anyways, Hakan got tech, Asarl Imperial, Necropolitics, Mentec, Trade. First action, I took Sardak Nor's home system, as promised. Then... Mentak attacked my home system. I lost all my space units, and Mentak kept a single cruiser alive. Then, Sardak Noor played Flank Spleed and sent a Dreadnought and Carrier to my home system. I missed the PDS. The Mentak were destroyed. Then, Hakan popped Tech, giving me plasma scoring so I could try turning their fleets to dust. I sent two cruisers and a destroyer, my entire unlocked fleet, at the Dreadnought. Hakan also gave the Sardak Noor shields holding. 
I sent my entire unlocked space fleet, two cruisers and one destroyer, with two PDS dice against one dreadnought and one carrier. My PDS whiffed again. I got two hits in the first round, but they were canceled by the shields holding given to them by Hakan. The end of the combat was a damaged Nor Dreadnought surviving. Then, Nor popped Warfare to unlock my home system. I can't build spaceships since I'm blockaded now. I'm down, but I, I still have one out. The Nor use X-89, destroying all of my infantry, then activate the system. I roll for PDS. I roll a 5 and a 6 with PDS 2. That should be victory, but... Hakan trade the Sardak Nor maneuvering jets and disable, and the Nor have anti-mass deflectors. The PDS shots miss, and I can't fire at the incoming infantry or even use Majin defense grid. I lose my home system. It's locked down, and I have no unlocked ships and no unexpected actions, all because the Space Cats gave the bugs the exact action cards needed to stop me from winning. Oh, that's more like an anti-play of the week, I suppose, but it just felt um, fitting as we concluded this discussion on tech pads. I, no, I'm just kidding. It doesn't feel fitting at all. It was just a crazy, just what a horrible set of scenarios. This is why Hakan is a disgusting uh, faction to have on the table, because they can make these these types of madness plays happen. Just like everyone has access to two people's hands if they really want to, and that makes king-making scenarios just... A, a total free-for-all anyways thank you so much for listening and uh we'll see you guys next week guess what next week is our one year anniversary we're one year old technically we're one year old like tomorrow we're gonna have a special episode next week and we can't wait for everyone to listen to it because we're excited to be one a one-year-old baby goo goo bye bye <laughs> Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles, and thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>